verse 12, when it starts to say, because of that, it says, seeing we are compassed about with such a great a cloud of witnesses, those that have already gone to heaven, those that are looking over the banister, looking down on us, that are going through some maybe troubles and trials, maybe some blessings, maybe some goodness. They're looking all, they're kind of like our, our cheerleading group. It's, it, it told us Wednesday night, said, just lay aside everything. And the Bible said, talks about our, our faith. If you're, if you're in faith and you're here today because you say, well, if I go to church, I'm going to go to heaven, that's a lie. If you say, because I'm a member of a certain church, I'm going to go to heaven, that's a lie. For you to go to heaven, you've got to be born again. There's one time that you was born, my mother be here tonight, she can tell you all about it. I can't tell you much about it. But I'm going to tell you one thing, Brother Shad. I can tell you all about the second time that I was born. I can tell you where I was. My story is going to be the same every time. It's going to tell that same story, how I was in that same church and the Holy Ghost of God and Assembly of God Church rained down on me. Look, I looked up and I seen mercy and I seen grace and I seen the blood of Jesus and I accepted by faith. You do that and you're born again. When you're born again, he puts something inside of you. The Bible said he don't leave you comfortless. He puts something inside of you. It's called the Holy Spirit. What we reply to also is the Holy Ghost. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall be a witness unto me. You can't help yourself. Now, I want to tell you something. I, I told him last Sunday. I, I can understand, you know, uh, loving something and loving somebody and, and all that. But if you're at a place in life that loving Jesus is not important, after he's done been so good to you, he's woke you up every day of your life, he put you to bed every night, he's kept you all the way up to now. Man, that old song said, oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Why? Because he first loved me. I tell him here at the church that there's nothing absolutely you can do in life to make God love you any more than he loves you already. There's just nothing you can do. He bankrupt heaven. He gave it all when he sent his only begotten son. He proved it right there, Brother Jeff. It's done and it's over. You ain't ever got a question in life. I wonder if God loves me. I wonder if he still loves me. He poured out all of his love on Calvary. He poured it out. He settled that. I want to tell you something else. There ain't nothing you can do bad enough to make him love you any less. Now, you can't find no friend like that. You can find some fair weather friends. Oh, they'll stick with you as long as you're doing good. As long as you're doing good. As long as they're doing the way they think you ought to do, they'll stay with you. But they'll bail out. But I tell you what, I thank God today that Scripture says there is a friend. A friend. There ain't two friends. There's one friend. It's that he'll stick closer than a brother. He won't ever leave you. He won't ever forsake you. You can call upon him. Jeremiah 33, 3. It's the hotline of heaven says, call upon me and I will answer thee and I will show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest now. That Sally was in a desperate place. Reason why you're not more joyful than you are because you wasn't in Houston, Texas this week 
with a loved one or you wouldn't sit there yourself. You, you didn't get that good report. You, you wasn't in a jam this week. See, everything just went just fine for you this week and I'm so glad. It's just the blessings of the Lord. But what if one of your children would have been down there? What if you would have been the one to get the good report? Well, I'm going to tell you something. If you got a Holy Ghost living inside of you this morning, you got a good report living inside of you because you were slapped down on your way to hell before God reaching there and saved your weary soul. Y'all don't make it where it's hard for me to preach to you this morning now. The joy of the Lord's my strength. That's Bible. If you ain't got no joy, you ain't got no Jesus. It's a fruit just like an orange tree is going to have an orange on it. Don't hang around a bunch of folks that are saved and they're all down in the dumps all the time. There ain't no truth in all that. Look here. He said, I'll supply your every need. You need a smile on your face. God will put one on your face. You need some joy down in your soul. God will put some joy down in your soul. Brother Tim, I'd be trying to sell cars to somebody. Say, well, I don't like it. You might. Y'all did that to me the other day. I think I can't believe y'all telling me such a thing. I, I, you know, just you may, but I, I, don't want, I don't want it. I got to think about how crazy I'd be to do exactly what folks know absolutely about something telling me not to do. But the word that I want you to get after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, some of y'all going to know what I'm talking about. There's a fire. Now, nah, you religious folks, Huh? Done got scared you was going to go to hell. Thought you going to pray your little old prayer. Huh? Had to make yourself come this morning. I mean, you really didn't want to come. Just had to make yourself. Now, that's a whole lot of difference than a fire. The Bible says there's a spirit inside of a person, and it's a gift that only God can put in there. And the Bible says, stir it up. You know how you're going to stir it up? When you realize that yesterday morning you didn't get yourself up, God got you up. Look, look at this verse right here. That, that last two verses. Hebrews chapter 12. Wherefore, we received in, receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace. Have some. I I was raised at a country store. My daddy had it, and the black folks would come around, and, and they, uh, they would have them, well, I'd have it wrapped up, and they'd have the crackers, and they'd have some hot sauce, and they'd say, you might remember this, Brother Leon, they say, you better have some. Now, I really don't know if they want anybody to have it. I never seen nobody have some, but they would say, you better have some. Now, I don't know what they'd have done said, I think I will, and somebody would have grabbed one piece, the other piece be gone. I, I never seen that happen, but at least they said, you better have some. <laughs> having grace. Having grace just thrown on you. God's riches at Christ's expense. God just pours out his blessings on you because we had a Jesus that bled and died. He just poured it out on you. He said, won't you just go on and get you some grace? By grace are you saved through faith. Not of works, least any man should boast. It's just because God's grace has come up and said, I'm just going to let you go. The wages of sin was death, but, but the gift of God is eternal life. We deserve death this morning, but grace, God said, won't you have? Y'all yeah. ain't going to help me, are you? 
Won't you have you some grace this morning? Why don't you realize that if grace hadn't showed up here this morning, the Bible said his mercies are new every morning. Won't you have some grace today? Won't you have some grace about yourself today? Go on and just get into the pool of God's grace and realize by grace you are saved today. Brother Eddie, you don't tell me nothing. It was 30 years ago I got saved. I won't never forget it. I tell you one thing. You better hope grace showed up this morning. <laughs> I know you saved 30 years ago, but what about today? The Bible said, however a tree falls, that's where it's going to lie. Let me get to this word God's trying to get me to. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God. Uh-oh. Nobody tell me that. You See that grace? When grace comes to you, John, when you realize you, kind of like that Merle Haggard song, you rolling downhill like a snowball headed to hell. You can't go to church enough to go to heaven. You can't work hard enough to get to heaven. I done told you it's not a work for these man should both. You can't go do good deeds enough to go to heaven. There ain't number one way you can go to heaven. This week I was down in Methodist of Germantown. Brother Ray Love, lady, a preacher friend of ours is down there. This lady come in. She's a nurse. She's a sweet lady. And before she got ready to go, she said, I'm just one of those that believe that there's many paths whereby we can go to heaven. You know what I'd have to do to demonstrate that this morning? I'd have to pull this out of here, which can be done. They got some, I'd have to pull that out of there, Anthony, and I'd have to chunk it down on the floor and just beat it all to pieces and beat it all to pieces. The Bible says it's like the cross is no effect. I come to tell you, ma'am, there ain't many ways you can go to heaven. Jesus still said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If you're going to go to heaven, you're going to go by the blood. You folks ain't get up on that. I'm going to put some, I'm going to put a little electrified thing up under y'all's seat next week. Huh? Brother Sammy, I'm going to be looking on your seat. Your number 48. He, Houston's going to be looking back at Brother Sam. He's going to say, Sammy back is number 40. I'm going to hit that bad boy, Sammy. <laughs> the Bible says these words. Without the shedded blood, there's no remission. You can't get by. You can't get by. I still ain't got to that word. I'm trying to get to one word. That's all I want. God gave me a message. When will the fire come? When will the fire come? It said, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. That we may serve him. Give him what he deserves. Now, you go to some churches. You get an old saint come in there, boy. She looks like, like that woman on Sanford's son, Esther May, or whatever her name was. She come in and call him, you fish-eyed fool, you. Now, if one of them wants to show up to some of these churches and her get to think about all God done done, how God done took care of her grandchildren and her children, maybe a husband's in a hospital sick, she walk in some of these churches, look here, and they don't believe in shouting. They don't believe in raising a voice. 
She come in there and go to shouting. First thing they're going to say, somebody going to need to say something else to me because I just don't think it's reverence. I want to tell you one thing. When you look up one day and your feet are standing on the streets of gold because there was a grace of God that brought you there, I believe there's some shout going to come in you. The Bible said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I've been redeemed. It's already the Bible says, don't rejoice because you could tread on some scorpions. Them folks up there in East Tennessee, they, they call them snake handlers. I'm out. The Bible said, don't rejoice because you can tread on scorpions. Don't rejoice because you can speak to evil spirits and they have to run out of the room. It said, but, but rejoice. Because your name has been written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. I'm trying to get to it. I believe you'll enjoy it. We need to enjoy preaching every now and then. Look here, just whereby we may serve him. We got this grace that have you some grace that you may serve God acceptably with reverence and God of fear. Now, I wonder how that's going to happen. You may be sitting here religious today. You may, some people, they know better than come to church. They know better. Bobby, you said it. I would uh, be preaching. Bobby, you say it. No. But he told me. He said, but if I ever do, if I ever do, you won't have to worry about it. Because that's the way I'm going to be the rest of my life. If I ever do. You know Why? I mean, people know they, if they've been around something real, if Ray was in the house, he could agree. You back there, Ray. If they've been around something real, Ray, you, you left for a while, but you couldn't stay gone because you already done tasted of something that was real and, and you couldn't get away from it. I mean, just a dab wouldn't do you no more. Reason why I know it to be this way is because of what this next verse said. It said, for our God, is a consuming fire. Now, it's two little commercials I want to tell you about. One of them is about a, about a person that's in this car. And they got him dressed like a flame. And he's in this parade and he's driving by and he's waving at everybody. And everybody says, you on fire. And because he was dressed like a flame, he was like, yeah. They were like, no, you on fire. And, and the commercial, it's the trunk's on fire. Maybe it's an insurance commercial, whatever. And the trunk was on fire. And, and, and that's what the commercial was. The other commercial was about this lady that they were doing a TV interview. We may get a better picture of it in a minute. Well, I woke up to go get me a cold pop. Then I thought somebody was barbecuing. I said, oh, Lord, Jesus, it's a fire. Then I ran out. I didn't grab no shoes or nothing, Jesus. I ran for my life. And then the smoke got me. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> yeah. She said, look, I, I just ran out of my house. I mean, and, 
ain't, ain't that the way we're going this morning? I mean, ain't that the way we're just going through life? I mean, we don't really treat God like he's something going to change us. We don't really treat like it's going to burn in our soul. I, I want to ask you this morning, look at when is, when is his love going to consume you? How many times are you going to call on him? And look at, he's going to answer your prayer. How many times? How many times you go wake up in the morning and his mercy consumes you? How many times is his healing hand going to come through and touch your body? How many times? Two things I want to talk to you about. The disciples, when they walked with God, they said these words. When they had left Jesus, they said, didn't our hearts burn when we walked with God? When we was walking with Jesus, you know, last week we was, we was talking about over in Moses. Moses said, no, I want you to walk with me. I, I want you to show yourself to me. He said, Moses, I can't walk with y'all. I can't walk with you because you're stiff neck. Ain't that something? Ain't that something, bass player? Huh? See, he just got saved not long ago. He ain't church broke like y'all. See, he still remembers it. It ain't, it ain't rubbed off altogether yet. It's, see, he just jumped up on the stage. He just cried. I didn't know he could play a bass. He said something about a guitar. I said, come on. I turned around and asked Jacob. I said, is he playing? <laughs> he said, yeah, but he's got it turned down. I said, well, tell him to turn it up. We, we got to know one way. Look there. We're going to have to turn it up a little bit. But God says, look, I am a consuming fire. God ain't going. Scripture says, I can't take you lukewarm. Don't that way we like to do it? Hmm? Saturday night, boy, we just going to live any kind of way. We show up on Sunday morning. Man, we put the religious britches on. I've got a friend of mine. He's before I got saved. He said, I could do whatever the crowd was doing. If they want to get drunk, I'd get drunk. If they want to praise Jesus, I'd praise Jesus. I mean, I just looked apart. I just looked apart. But God says, when I save you, huh? When I save you, I'm going to consume you. I'm going to take over your life. I mean, if we'll read scriptures, uh, it, it says, look, I'm going to consume you in such a way that if you try to do anything else, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be like a heavenly father. I, I'll chastise those I love. It's up to God to keep me right. I know sometimes other people want to take on the role of trying to keep somebody right. But I want to let you know, if they got a heavenly father, just like daddy could take that belt and come out in one swipe, God knows how to give you a spanking when you need spanking. We're going to go all the way over to Deuteronomy chapter 4. We're going to read a few verses right here, Deuteronomy chapter 4. She said, here's what she said. She said, I woke up to go get me a cold pop. That's what Miss Brown said. She said, then I thought somebody was barbecuing. Then I said, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. Then I ran out, didn't have no shoes, nor nothing. I ran for my life, she said, and a smoke got me. And she said, I got bronchitis. And then she said, ain't nobody got time for this. You know what life is for most folks? It's just a big old barbecue. 
It's just a big old whatever the world can get to in Deuteronomy chapter four as we run over right quick. I, I won't be long with you. I don't intend to be long with you, but in Deuteronomy chapter four and verse 23, these people were in idolatry. In other words, they had some little gods. They couldn't lay aside the weight because they had some little gods. They had, look, they kind of wanted God on their side, but they had these little gods, and because they had so many little gods, the God of all grace and mercy, the God that one spoke the world into existence, he didn't mean everything. And what they were doing, they were trying to share what gods they were going to serve. You know why we got so many empty seats in here this morning? You know why so many empty seats everywhere else this morning? Because this, you little gods, because it's getting real close to Jesus coming back. Do you know who Jesus is coming back for? He ain't coming back for a remnant. Just a remnant. Just a little remnant. And you know who else he's coming back for? He's coming back for some peculiar people. Now, Brother Eddie, you know, you mean to tell me if I put me a... You, you mean to tell me he ain't coming back for folks with just suits on and a vest on and a gold chain and, and, and all that? Brother No, that, that ain't what he's coming back for. He, I, I, was t I was telling Amanda this morning, <laughs> I was just talking, I, I said, uh, Carly and Cheyenne, I was telling them about my folks, Brother Sammy, when I was little and how they were shouting and all that. And I was saying, I thought they done lost their mind. I would have folks that come from school to go to church with me. I was so embarrassed. I said, now look, we're going to church and ain't no telling what they're going to do. And I can remember them folks that would go to church with me, they'd say, they, they'd say like, man, I ain't never in my life seen anything like this going on. And I remember everybody thought, and they all called them holy rollers, and, and they didn't want to have really much to do with them. They, they didn't want to be around them. Now I realized they were scared of them. Until they got sick. Come on, Pastor. Huh? If you're going to have your dog, get you a big dog. You hear me? I'm telling you, when they got sick, they didn't want them all trim and proper praying. They'd say, hey, I, I need one of them holy rollers come up here. When they walk in the room, one of them little old ladies got one of them purses and said, look at what I did. I come in and run this thing plumb out of you. I, I've been praying all night long, Brother Tim, and I come in faith. I'm carrying you home with me. <laughs> you let somebody that Holy Ghost come up on like we had Chuck at one time. We done went up there and prayed for 14 in the hospital. It was a lot of them seemed like we prayed for a call and Chuck Milton told him, said, look, what, what are we going to do about the rest of them? <laughs> he said, there's got to be 2,000 of them left. I mean, what are we going to do about the rest of them? And his mind, like we finna put Jackson General Hospital out of trouble, out of business. We, we come praying in Jesus' name. We're going to carry them all home with us. <laughs> Don't you like to be around a saint boy believes, look, I come to take you home. Just come in the room. Go to gathering up all your stuff. Yeah. Huh? Did I miss anything? You got it. 
I'll wake up, got any panties on the wear, laying in the bathroom anywhere. I need, need to get it all while I'm getting stuff. I mean, come on, I'm carrying you home. We finna pray in Jesus' name. When Jesus heals you, I don't want to be packing up in. I, I'm getting ready to go. A consuming fire. It'll burn. It's real. It's like something's been ignited. It's something that a flame. It, it just. You ever try to light something with gas in the car? I know y'all professionals in it, but you ever seen somebody didn't know nothing about it? It ain't hard to tell. The eyelashes is gone. That's right. Let me try to. I got some stuff wrote down here. Faith. Faith. Look here. Look at this verse, Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 23. I want you to look at these two words. It said, take heed. I wonder what that means. Need to pay attention to yourselves. Oh, wait a minute now, brother. I, I can't take heed to myself. I, I, I spent all my time trying to fix everybody else. I'll tell you what you better do. I was told one time, you better clean up your own kitchen. I didn't like it. Best thing to do, just get you a chalk line. Just drive your chalk line all around yourself. Say, Lord, it's right here. You're going to have your hands full just with me. You ain't got to look over nobody. You know yourself better than anybody knows yourself. You think, man, I done kept these secrets. You ain't kept no secrets. Everybody done told on you. Bible said, be sure your sins to find out. How many of y'all like me thought you'd get in Bible or something? That thing will catch up with you, run you down. You hear me? Like, how did they know? You'll go to church on Sunday, good Lord, just like my wife told him. I, I guarantee, I bet she was in the closet last night talking to him. I was at the church one time, this lady come by, I was at the door, the preacher wanted me to shake hands, be a greeter, and I was at the door. She come by, I said, you have a good day. She said, huh. She said, I felt like he was preaching straight at me. I said, well, I would have never told it. <laughs> It'll find you. It said, take heed to yourselves, lest you forget the covenant of the Lord your God. So wait a minute, Brother Eddie. Me and Brother Johnny Wayne was talking yesterday morning. This Jesus you got, this Holy Spirit you got, this salvation you got, has got to carry you from right here all the way to glory. Listen to me. If you can get off this set of glory, you never got on. It's real comical to me. It's Wayne, my brother-in-law. Wayne, I'm having a good time out of you. How old are you, Wayne? Exactly. <laughs> I remember an old song back there said, it's your thing, do what you want to do with it. <laughs> Wayne, I can remember people used to pray for Wayne. I'm praying for your brother-in-law that don't even go to church today. He's in church. So it tickles me People have kind of played around with God. They didn't realize that covenant they got with him. 
They didn't realize the only way they could have got saved, if they did get saved, they had to realize that they was lost and there wasn't no other way to get saved and they had to tell God, God, I'm giving you my life. You didn't give God your finger. You didn't give God one toe. It would have been something if you just have it cut off, but it won't do. For you to get saved, you had to give God your life. Galatians 2.20 said, I am crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live. But Christ who lives in me, I understand. We got the flesh. I understand we're a long ways from perfect, but I'm gonna tell you one thing, that Christ that's living inside of you, it'll be like a burning fire. You ain't going far alone. So on Sunday morning, Brother Al, we got that men's gathering. Brother Johnny's being harsh on us, man. He's just raking I mean, it's like Jack, Jack, Jackie Fargo's bro. I mean, he just rakes her eyes. We get, come out of there, we can't even see. He done preached us plumb down. I mean, it's almost like we got a war that's going on outside the door. And he's saying, load the gun this way. Here's what you're going to need. Put these clips on. We're going to war out here. It's a war. And it is a war. It's a war between the flesh and the Holy Spirit. Joshua and Joshua 24 said, choose this day whom you're going to serve. He said, it's me and my house. We're going to serve the Lord. Do you know why? Because he remembers that Red Sea. He remembers that water. He remembers Pharaoh and all behind him. He remembers they was charging him. All of a sudden, God come along and he parted the waters. Look here. They done went across the waters on dry ground. When they got across the water, the water went to caving in on the enemies. Look here. And that's the same thing that God done done for you and God done did for me over and over and over. It's just a promise he's got. He won't never leave you nor forsake you. Now, you'll say this. I know, I know what people say. I hear them. You're right, Brother Eddie. Said, now, he didn't leave me. I left him. Well, let me teach you something right here. When he saved you, when he put that Holy Ghost in you, he said that that Holy Spirit was going to be greater than you are. In other words, when I came in and I done disobeyed Daddy, and I thought, as my brother said once, he thought he was grown. Daddy said, that's the last whooping you're going to get. And it was. But when Daddy put that upside his head just right, he understood Daddy wasn't through being Daddy. <laughs> and your heavenly father ain't going to never be through being your heavenly father. He will correct what he needs to correct. Let me read it. It said, take heed. I'm talking to all of us. It said, take heed to yourself least you forget the covenant that you made with your God. Brother, that's in the Old Testament. Let me tell you something. It's God all the way from Genesis to Revelation. It's Jesus already all the way from Genesis to Revelation. Look here. If these people right here in the Old Testament could do what they could do, look here, and, and love God like they can love God, now you've got a Jesus living inside of you. I wouldn't be worrying about I'm being the Old Testament. You need to be worrying about whether you're in the New Testament or not. Huh? Uh, we're a New Testament church. It says, take heed to yourself, lest you forget the covenant you made with your God, which he made with you. And make no graven image or the likeness of anything which the Lord thy God hath forbidden, forbidden thee. 
And here's the reason why. He said, for the Lord thy God is a consuming fire. Even a jealous God. I think this will work, Bobby. My daddy was with Bobby one day. They went to America, Kentucky to a car sale. And daddy was just a character about things. And Bobby came out. Maybe he was paying the bill. Daddy had done went out before. Another car salesman was there with Bobby, and they walked out. My daddy was out there on a, on a man's car. It was a special kind of car. Maybe it was kind of an antique car, whatever it was, real nice car. And daddy done leaned up on the car, and I believe he had his foot up on the car. So Bobby walks out with this guy that he knows owns the car, and Bobby thought, Lord, man, this is going to be some kind of bad deal. Mr. Herbert has got his foot up on that man's car, and he knew that that man loved that car. So that man was gone, and Bobby could see that guy was getting madder by the men. I mean, there was a fire that was coming up inside him because, look, at that thing that was getting a foot put on it, look, at it was special to that man. The closer that man got, it had to be God. Daddy said, Bobby said, this is so-and-so, this is his car. And right before he could get on, Daddy said, yeah, the reason why I'm here on your car because I'm wanting to buy your car. How much you want for this thing? Well, it ain't for sale. He said, surely everything's for sale. I, I want to know what you want for the car. <laughs> Somehow another Daddy got by with having his foot on a man's car. But you know when we think about it, that God is a jealous God. Have you ever had anything that you, that you were jealous of? Jealous. Ooh. You ever seen somebody real jealous? They'll run a car up in your house. I mean, you ever seen somebody that was real jealous? I don't care how tall you are. I don't care how short they was. They're going to beat you up. they jealous. I mean, they jealous. That thing get them. It don't make no difference, man. Man, they like a chainsaw. They just start at your feet. They'll just work their way up some kind of way. You, you'll be through like, I don't know how he whooped me like he did. I don't know how he could be so small and he done climbed up here on my head. He done done that. Why? Because they jealous. I don't know if we got anybody in here that loves one another that way or not. You probably wouldn't care. Another man just come and got your wife right now, walked out the door, said, we gone. You probably see. See. <laughs> Some of you wives probably been, oh, shut up, Brother Eddie. Probably been wanting that rascal to leave anyway. You probably say, good luck to you. You'll probably be bringing him back. But I'll tell you one thing. You find somebody here and that's jealous. Somebody lean over and look in that wife of yours eyes and said, Baby, you want to go with me? Right here in this church house. Man, you didn't even know he had a shoot gun in his pocket. Man, all of a sudden you're going to be looking down the barrel. That thing going to be on your nose. Backing you all the way out there in the parking lot. 
He gonna whoop your head in so many different ways and ain't nothing you can do to stop it. Look at man, don't you understand? Can't we work it out somewhere else? No, they gonna work it out right there. Why? I'm just telling you, if they love like they ought to love, that's the way it's gonna happen. Now you take that and you take that from a God that so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Look here, not only you need to get saved because God loves you, he sent his son to die for you, but he loved you so much, he's so jealous of you. He's so jealous of you. That's why the Bible said they ain't a weapon form can prosper. Because when something comes against one of his children, mm, you ever been out on a ball field? Little Johnny's doing the best he can. Swing, bases loaded. Mom and daddy's over there, they, they feel the pressure. Little Johnny, he ain't five years old. He swang, got his eyes shut. Strike one. Strained again, got his eyes shut. That's right, looking up now. Strike two. Boy, you just cheering your little son on. Come on, Johnny, come on now. You can hit it, bases loaded. All them other mamas and daddies over there already saying, he ain't hit, he ain't never hit. Strike three. All of a sudden, you're mom and daddy. And you hear somebody say, that's exactly what I thought. I never figured him to hit it anyway. Why are they throwing their chair down and getting their stuff up there bad-mouthing your little Johnny? Or worse than that, Catherine, you wait till one day it's a grand girl. Now, that Catherine back here, I'll just brag on you. I'll go to your friend right there. But I tell you what, they got a little grand girl done tore them up. If it ever comes today, Brother Sammy, that she's up there in that little T-ball, she going to win whether she hits or not, ain't she, Brother Sam? But if she strikes out, I can see you right now. So come on, baby, you're going to run out on the field. So, baby, you done good. And they're going to be saying, that's got to be the biggest fool. I, baby, you done good. You swung at it, baby. One of these days, you're going to, come on, let's go get some ice cream. Come on. This thing don't really make no difference. But if he ever hears somebody say, I knew that little girl. I don't even know why they're letting little girls play anyway. She ain't had no business out there anymore. You hearing all that? Look here. I don't care if Sam's 80 years old. <laughs> you better hope he ain't got a gun in the truck. <laughs> he gonna carry that little baby out there. What's her name? Cameron. Oh, he gonna carry a little Cameron out there and say, Levada, y'all hold this, I got to go. Say, Sam, what you doing with a walking stick? You don't use no walking stick. You don't, I know, you don't have to use no walking stick. You just use that when you round the cattle. You, you don't use, what are you doing carrying that shock stick? You got a shock stick in one hand and a walking stick in the other hand. Son, he'll be straight ahead. You ever seen somebody get crazy? They don't look to the left, to the right, son. They just looking, you hear me? I'd see Sam, boy, when he shocked them first time, hit them over the head next time. Shocked them, hit them over the head next time. Why? Because he cares about Cameron. Look at, he loves Cameron. Cameron's part of him. Look at, he done nursed it. He done loved those. And he don't want nobody messing with him. That's right. 
the way God feels about you. That's the way God feels about you. Ain't it something that we got to help in the Father? And all we can see today is, well, I might go down there and pray a prayer so I can go to heaven. No, no, no. No, you're going to, Ray, you're going to get you a father that cares about you. Ray, when you got out of church, I thought you was going to die. You got to looking so poor. Now look at you back there now. You look like you ought to go play in some movie somewhere. <laughs> Doesn't got so good looking everything. Look here. You know why? Because Jesus is alive. See, what nothing else worked for us, Ray. We can go try it. It ain't going to work. It ain't going to sustain us. It ain't going to make us happy. It ain't going to bring no joy. Look here. You can go to all the barbecues you want to. You can walk out of your house all you want to. Look at He's a consuming fire. That's what he wants to do. He wants to come and burn out everything that the world has got you. Look at He wants to put the Holy Spirit in you, and he wants it to burn. And he wants it to burn in such a way that next week, when the next Sally comes up sick, Brother Tim, we can get right there where we was eating that soup the other day. We can join hands where two or three. Look here. He wants you to already, Chuck, been throwing that coal in there. See? I remember I went, and I'm closing right here. I went to a, a demon meeting one time. Where this man calls me, Brother Ed, you got to go over. He got this lady's demon possessed late at night, two o'clock in the morning. I got over and he said, Brother Ed, he said, they've been up there praying. They've been up there praying. I said, let me tell you something, Brother John Ed. If they wasn't ready when this thing happened, they need to get out of the building. Let me tell you something. When we prayed in Jesus' name and that demon went out and had to go somewhere, it jumped plumb off in his brother. He went straight up in the air and landed on the floor. I said, John Ed, the blood of Jesus ain't been applied to his life. Brother Ed, I didn't know. I said, well, you better get him out of here. Ain't but one name that hell trembles at. I remember getting down on his brother. I said, son, say in Jesus' name, be free. Look here, don't listen to that devil. Don't listen to him. He said, Brother Eddie, I can't. I said, say in Jesus' name that you're free. Now, look here, this may scare you, but I'm going to tell you one thing. When folks got up this morning, they had either had a consuming fire that was burning in them, they had them want to go to church, or they're going to hell, and you better be praying for them. The Bible says you can't serve two masters. Yeah. He said, you'll either love me and you'll say, world, I'm sorry, I ain't coming. Or you're going to go to the world and you're going to look straight at the cross of Calvary and you're going to say, you don't matter. Do you understand? The Bible says you can't eat a both, you can't drink of both cups, can't eat of both tables. He said, you can't be lukewarm. He said, I'd rather be hot or cold. One way, if you just weigh out there, you can go get somebody that's a drunk today. Look here, you can go share them the gospel. You can ride up on the porch. You can talk to them. Say, man, I've come to talk to you. I know you're having struggles. I know you done become an alcoholic. But I've come to tell you, there's an answer for you. For your deal right here, Jesus can deliver you. You can do away with it. You ain't got to do the drugs no more. You can be set free. And that drug addict and that drunk, listen. He'll at least listen to you. And when you get ready to leave, he'll tell you, you told me the truth. But you go find me somebody that thinks they got one foot in. But on Sunday morning, it don't matter one foot's out. 
The Lord said, now you make me sick. I'll spew you out of my mouth. Amen? What you need is a fire. He's a jealous God. And God is a consuming fire. Now down the road, that preacher can tell you, you can go and serve how many gods you want to. You can get back in idolatry. You, you can make whatever you want to. I, I can make my horses idolatry. And I can say, well, I ain't come to church on Sunday no more because I want to go ride horses. I, I, I can make it anything. I mean, my mama said my hobby was aggravating people. I could have just stayed gone today, just go aggravating people all day. <laughs> can't believe mama told me. I can't believe that, Bobby. I mean... Believe it. I mean, she thought about it too. I mean, she sat there and thought about it, didn't she? And she said, What is it? What is it? What is it? She said, Aggravating people. Wow. Come to Jesus. Let's stand to her feet. Stand to her feet. They start the invitation of Kaylee. Is Kaylee still here? No, she's in children's church. They'll place some invitation. People are coming to the altar.